Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, we have a wonderfully rainy, miserable day here in Phoenix. Uh, first time we've got rain in like three months. So I know that sounds negative, but it's actually the opposite. It's I should say it's an awesome, rainy, miserable day. And I'm quietly sipping a cup of tea here <laughs> and watching it drizzle outside. So it's pretty wonderful. If it's your first time uh, tuning into the show, my name is Jim Ventura. I'm a professional astrologer and navigational consultant. Um, if you want information about any of the books or column that I do or uh, you know, other radio shows and my YouTube channel, all that information is available on, on jimventura.com. You can go to my website. Um, but today I'm not particularly going to be focused on me because I have an exciting uh, interview show today to introduce you to uh, Crystal Heinem. And uh, she is an intuit and a reader uh, herself with uh, expertise in all kinds of different areas. So we are going to do a live interview with Crystal today. And uh, maybe about a half hour or so in uh, into the, the show, I will uh, begin to take some live calls. If anyone has questions they'd like to ask of Crystal, uh, give us about 30, 35 minutes into the uh, interview before I do take live calls. So just be patient and hang, and I'll get to everyone in, in the order that they call in. But uh, so uh, to kind of kick off, I'd like to welcome Crystal to the show. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jim. I'm so honored to be here today. I'm so excited. Good, good. Glad to have you. And you know, you're you're the you're the launch christening of my. I haven't done an interview show in like four years. I used to Ooh. do it regularly, and yeah, you know, like anything, you start doing stuff, you lose track, and you, you know, and you, you get back on track. But I thought that it was time to bring the interview show feature back into play, and uh, I'm very, very uh, excited to have you as my first guest to christen christen that uh, that new beginning off. So <laughs> I'm excited to be our first, Jim. <laughs> good. Welcome. Um, so Thank you. Um, you're welcome. What I always like to start off with in terms of, of questions is because I think this is something that's very important to a lot of, um, of our listeners. You know, everyone has different mm-hmm. degrees of metaphysical insight. Some people are teachers themselves and do their own readings or are contemplating exploring that. So one of the, the first yeah. questions I would like to ask you is, Kind of what is your history? How did this all kind of come about for you, this particular path? If you can just take a bit to sort of explain, you know, how this all triggers you in your life. Yeah, I love that question because, as you know, I mean, we surround ourselves, you know, in this community, and we've got a lot of colleagues that we chat with, and I'm always fascinated by this as well, right, because everyone's story is so different, and I'm very similar to you where I'm such a student of life and student of people that I love learning, (laughs) so I love this question. So, you know, honestly, I was always, however, I didn't know it, but I was always a super psychic kid, right, but you don't really know it growing up because 
our parents really aren't taught to nurture that within children, right? Like our generation, you know, we're probably around the same age group. It's, we weren't really nurtured into that. You know, of course, today's kids, like I'm so excited for them because, you know, they've got these parents that nurture that a little bit more than probably what you or I had. But really right. how that looked as a kid, right, was like I was super fantastical, right? <laughs> like I was super fantastical right. and, you know, always a storyteller and, you know, always had a mermaid friend. And my sister and I would literally lock ourselves into our room and be like, don't come in for the entire day. Like we could literally just be by ourselves for, you know, five, six hours straight, just like creating our, you know, vision, right? And just, you know, really being fantastical. So obviously that's a psychic kid, right? It's a very, you know, sensitive psychic kid because we're plugging into so, you know, all the metaphysical, right? The metaphysical aspects of life. But I didn't really know that. And then, so of course, you know, I plugged into, you know, earth life <laughs> and, you know, just followed the straight path of like what earth looks like for most people and um, totally went a different route to where I was a flight attendant. And even with that, like I look back on it, you know, and I had that career for 20 years. And the reason why I was so successful was I was able to tap into people, right? Like I was able right. to like read people. I was able to intuit like what their needs were. So when you are of service, you know, I think a lot of people think like they have to be doing like work like you or I, right? Like healer work. But the truth is it's part of all of us, right? Like it doesn't really matter what profession you're in. In some fashion, if that's who you are, that's what you're already doing. But the shame is we normally don't see it until afterwards, right? <laughs> so, right. Um, right. so I, right? Yeah, we don't really see it until that door has shut. So that's kind of how it happened for me. And I didn't see it either. And then, oh, I don't know, probably about 10 years ago, I just ha um, kept having these really spiritual dreams where I would be out on the astral, you know, with my arms exalted and just like dreaming about spirituality saying, I just wanted to live and breathe spirituality. So I was having a lot of intense astral work done. And then I just started reading everything. Like I started reading everything and then I uh, joined into a very formal psychic development program and I did that for a year and a half. And then, and then I, you know, mentored and, you know, assisted teaching for, you know, a year or two. So I just sort of, you know, you know, took the right brain side of it, you know, the intuitive side of it. And then I married it with the left brain and started studying. Right. And then it just naturally fell into place after that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> I just hadn't labeled it right. that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, an interesting point that you bring up, which I'll, I'll kind of tangent on real quick here is, you know, in, in somewhat of a parallel because yeah. I also like, I was a waiter and a bartender for, for many years in my late teens and, and my early 20s. Yeah, which is very similar to me is like when you talk about being a flight attendant. And that way, what yeah. I found that that did was, you know, because taking on being a full-on psychic or intuitive when you're 19 years old is unlikely to happen for a lot of different reasons, <laughs> even if you're studying and learning when you don't have the confidence yet. You're still studying learning. You're still kind of divining whether you're a total weirdo in a world that might look at you as <laughs> odd. So, but I think that, you know, what's interesting about that point that you bring up about the work that you did is I think it's similar in that way to when I waited tables and bartended because what it did is it got me around a lot of different types of people and 
you know, that you had to learn how to tap into, you know, when you waited on a specific table, you had to kind of tune into the vibration of that table and who they were. Um, and that was useful, but also just in another very simple, practical way, you know, if you're going to talk to people, you have to develop the social skills to do that. Exactly. And, you know, what exactly. better way than, so that's always what sort of dawned on me about being, you know, being a waiter, because, uh, you know, public performance was not really easy when you're 16 years old. But, you know, if you right. wait tables, or again, if you're, you know, you are a, um, you know, your flight attendant, you have to talk to different people. You're going to get better at that. And that adds, I think, tremendously to, to that polish. Oh, my gosh. You're so right, right? And it's the same job, right? One's just on the ground and one's in the air. It's exactly the same job. Right, right. <laughs> and it's exactly. Um, and that's the thing, right? And I love what you said that it's such a wonderful opportunity. And I waited tables too when I was younger before I became a flight attendant. And I loved it. Like I love the service industry for that reason, because so many people are set in front of you that you would never have the opportunity to speak with, right. And get to sort of know just even for that hour. Right. And so you do sort of become like water and sort of like a chameleon, right. To where, right. and I know, you know, exactly this and all the, you know, people listening out there that are in service, right. Is that you totally know walking up to that table or up to that seat, you know, on the plane, what mood you're going to present, right? What are you going to present? Are you going to be on? Are you going to be funny? Yeah. Are you going to be polite? Are you going to be quiet? You know, is that the one that don't want to talk too much? Are they the ones that want right. to engage, right? So you intuit it going up to the table and you totally know exactly what your audience wants, right? It is kind of an audience. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, absolutely right. It's definitely training in that way. And then, you know, I always yeah. thought the other part of it was like everyone that you work with is like, you know, every waiter or bartender, or, you know, you have a secret plan that you're going to be an actor and you're going to open your own business one day <laughs> and you're going to open an art gallery and you're going to, so I was just to joking with say like, you're surrounded by a bunch of weirdos at a young age. And yeah. not only is that good because you get around all different types of people, but it expands you, um, you know, uh, you know, one of my, my complaints of the last couple of years is people are very judgmental of each other um, politically and energetically and what you should, yes. shouldn't be doing. And to me, when you have those type of environments, you really, you, you focus more on seeing the good in everyone, realizing that even yes. if you disagree with someone's, you know, disposition or the way they are, you know, that they're still a good person in other ways. It, it, it does, I think, it kind of lean itself that way. I totally agree. And what you said, like, is a big trigger for me, the shoulds, you know, that's a big thing for me. Like I try in my business, if, and especially in my personal life, never should people, right? The yeah. moment that word comes out of my mouth, I try to backtrack it right away, right? No one wants to be should, <laughs> right? No one right. does. And I love what you said too. It's about like, Exactly that, right? And I love and I hope that that's what we're going towards, right, is really understanding that we just have so many layers to us, right? It's like we're all like onions or we're all like bundled up for, you know, cold weather, right? We've got so many layers about us that, hey, maybe that jacket's pretty ugly, right? So maybe that, you know, one facet of you is pretty ugly, but guess what? Like you've got a stellar wardrobe underneath it, right? Like take the jacket off and like, let's learn more about you. And right. I hope that that's what we're going towards, right? To where it's like, okay, I may, you know, I'm not vibing to that, but like, let's get to know the other aspects, right? And we're never, going to like everything about anyone 
We're just not. And who are we to judge? And I know you think that too. Like, who am I? <laughs> who am I right. to think anything about anything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have to, I always, I, I often joke with my clients, like when it comes to your best friend or your mate or even a family member, if you only want to strangle somebody 20% of the time, that's good math. <laughs> Meaning 80% of the time you adore them. <laughs> like that's, that's good math. That's pretty good odds. You know, <laughs> that is good odds. see that you're going to like, you know, love everything about your partner and, you know what I mean, and every bit is sunshine and light. I mean, this is kind of silliness in that way. We're not wired that way as human beings, but, you know, but focusing on that good and on that positive, you know, ultimately creates more good to me in that respect oh as well. Yes. Well, I love your odds 80% because I always say 70. <laughs> so maybe I need to bump my odds up. <laughs> yeah, I'm being a little bit more Sagittarianistically. You are. In that, in, in that way. Well, and, and I'm sure you understand this too. The, the better, the more you fine tune yourself in terms of being who you are and loving yourself and, and all those things, the, the reflection of your partners, of course, is going to be stronger too uh, in that way. So um, there's a message exactly. for that madness, so to speak. So, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. and that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, uh, so I think that, you know, the next thing I think we'll naturally kind of get to here is let's talk a little bit about kind of your work specifically. In other words, you know, what are the, what are the areas and things that, that come most strongly for you when it comes to your, your metaphysical work? Because everybody hears differently and has different, yeah. you know, postures on, on the things that they ultimately do well. So uh, let's, let's give a little uh, intro in that way to our listeners yeah. about what, 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 what crystal specialties are. <laughs> where they're ever evolving right so it's very similar to what you're talking about like you can't you know be in love you know 100 percent of the time it's like we can't be in one energy 100 percent of the time and and i'm right. right we're all energy so we're constant constantly evolving right so when i started my business it's completely evolved as to what i thought my expertise would be and then and then you just learn every day right and grow every single day so um honestly like my true passion is teaching. Like I love teaching psychic and metaphysical development. I know you love teaching too. Like there's nothing more inspiring than, you know, having students and like watching them grow, you know, to me, that's really, really um, beautiful. I love being of service in that way. Um, and then I find that, you know, my meditations do really, really well over on YouTube and that type of a thing. And that feels really, really good too, because like, you know, with our one-on-one -on -one sessions, it's so wonderful to be so intimate and to heal and to get, you know, instant, you know, instant gratification almost, right? You're having this banter back and forth. And like, I love that. And then it's so cool to be able to like, you know, put a meditation out into the ethers, right? Put it out into society right. and to have like thousands of people you know, heal from that is a whole level that I didn't expect, right? And to feel like so inspired from being able to heal more masses. So that feels really good too. But as far as my one-on-one -on -one session, so yeah, so, you know, all of my so I'm psychic as far as I'm clairvoyant, pretty much almost all of it, except for I only smell sometimes. I think that's like clair olfactory or something like that, right? right. But my senses sort of work, um, they play off of one another. So, and it kind of depends on the client. And what I'm finding, maybe you notice this in your space as well, like if um, a, a client is really, really good at like creating images and like imagination, right, and daydreaming, I notice that they are really 
really good at flashing me images, right? So I'll collect that clairvoyantly. So I really think that like psychic senses, really, it's a two-way street almost, right? To where we're open. So I guess in my work, I'm open to what the client or my student is sending me, right? So it's like I'm an open sponge. And then whatever their strong suit is, I receive it almost, you know, like telecommunication, obviously telepathically. So I definitely see images flash like before me. And that would be something that you're creating in your space, right? So and the only thing that I can read really is what you're creating in your space. And then, right. um, right, right. So it's like, you know, a client will be like, Oh, wow. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Well, yeah, you're the one that sent me that picture. (laughs) And I just happened to grab it. And I'm the one talking about it, right? So I definitely am clairvoyant in that way to where those pictures pictures just sort of flash in front of me. And then I am clairaudient as far as I work with, you know, a really high powered team of guides. So, you know, they'll come forward, you know, and I'll hear them. And you're probably similar to this too. Like they're so funny. Like when you open up to them, they're so funny and so matter-of-factly to where – and I think they kind of do that for a reason, at least in my space. I mean, I love humor. I love having a good time. Like I love – like if I could be in that energy all the time, (laughs) I would, but that's impossible. So I know my guides like to like kind of show me a good time, right, and kind of give me a chuckle. So my reading space does tend to be, you know, pretty humorous. Probably, you know, I know yours is really humorous too. Um, So, you know, I definitely work in that energy and definitely inspirational, right? I feel that my job is to really, and I didn't know this was my job, right, but I feel like my job is really just holding space for my clients and whatever they're wanting to receive. And sometimes we just need a cheerleader, right, for someone to be like, yeah, you're creating this, right? Like, you're awesome. Like, look at how amazing you are. Like, this is all that you're showing me. This is all that you're creating. Because I think sometimes we, you know, we're not really tapped into our higher self or our soul right and we get sort of bogged down within our earth plane information and that could be so dense that they need communicators like you or I to be like no man like look at this like look at this light that you're carrying like look at this mission you're on like look at you know look at all of this so it's like you know I'm just sort of the translator of your higher self if you will and then of course I feel everything so oh you know that's like my strongest suit you know a client will you know show up and it's like oh are you feeling this 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 and that yeah <laughs> yeah cuz I'm feeling it too <laughs> right yeah yeah that's interesting because i you know i think that you know it's an interesting point that you're bringing up about the way that people read um yeah what 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 triggers for me and this probably has a lot to do with being sagittarius and being a storyteller is when I'm talking to people, I often think of a story of something that happened to me or a client in my past, and I just will mm-hmm. blurt it out and start telling a story. And it's always interesting to watch my clients' faces because at first they're sort of like, why is he talking about himself? And uh, my <laughs> joke would be because I have Jupiter on my ascendant natally, so of course I'm going to do that. But um, <laughs> often within a minute or two, suddenly the light bulb goes on, and it's like, oh, my God, that's what I'm going through. I'm like, yeah. It's almost like an identification thing in that way. It's like mm-hmm. literally tuning into that space and being able to find a common ground for communication in terms of storytelling. And ultimately, like I said, that's really my way. It sounds like, you know, for you, um, it sounds a lot like you're, you know, you're perceiving but often creating an open space in that way for them 
you know, it sort of feels to me like to be who they are and then for you to yeah. kind of uh, tap into that as a, a element of, of connection and healing. Exactly, exactly. And it's funny that you say that. And I just got angel bumps when you said that, because I often say within my practice, right, we just all want to be seen. That's yeah. it, right? We just all want to be seen for who we are. So I want to hold that space for others, right? And say, like, I see you. And I want to make sure you see you. Because I think that's where the disconnect is, is we often don't see ourselves as great as we really are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's, a, that's a beautiful sentiment in that way. I, I just find, you know, people would be surprised by this, but I, I find like 95% of all my clientele to be actually kind of delightful. And, yes. you know, I think that throws people, but I just think that, you know, while I, you know, so I might disagree with someone politically or in terms of what their focus is, like they love dogs and they mm-hmm. are the type of people that really care about their children and they yeah. are great nurturers of plants. So like to me, I just think it's interesting that that has sort of always been my take on things to kind of look more for the better parts of human beings and, and to hopefully bring that out in them and, you know, as opposed to the negative parts. Yes, and I think that's why you and I get along so well is, um, and this is what came to me, oh, probably about six weeks, I was out out paddling, and that's when, you know, paddleboarding, that's when a lot of my um, divine guidance comes in, and um, what I had heard was, well, you're the joy keeper, right, and like there's a lot of people like yourself that are, you know, around this world that are joy keepers, right, like we're here to... I guess you could say bring the light, but the truth is, is like exactly what we're talking about, right? Like seeing that aspect in people and hopefully if we see it and we can identify it within them and they can see it, then all of a sudden their vibrations elevated, right? And maybe they could focus more on that joy aspect of themselves versus the hard stuff that's happening on earth. Because listen, like earth is hard, right? Like earth is hard. It doesn't mean that you and I are, you know, outside of that by any means because we're focusing on that joy, right? So maybe, you know, if we had more people sort of positioned around the world as joy keepers, right? And like sort of saying like, hey, I see this light in you, then maybe we all would have a little bit more faith, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you bring up the paddling because I've often told clients yeah. about this in the past. I think everybody has what I humorously call true rest, true play, and true work. These are I the things it. that are just our own sort of unique thing that we do to, um, to rest or to play or that our, our mm-hmm. true work is in that sense that, you know, for you, it sounds like paddling is like <laughs> other people might be like, she likes to paddle. You're like, you have no that's idea. So weird. Like I, I, that's so weird. I mean, I, I actually can, uh, people are sort of surprised with this. I can play video poker for hours yeah. and like, yeah, it, it, it's relaxing to me. I'm using strategy. I'm playing at the same time. And I mean, I can, I've sometimes sat and done it for five or six hours without blinking. Yeah. And people are just like, how do you love that? I'm like, it's just these weird things that are like our own unique, like rest. Other people would see it as work. I don't just, you know. Right. Total... Well, no, and that takes a lot of mental um, stimulation too. Video poker is a pure on mental stimulation. Well, and that's another thing, right? Is like, who are we to say what's play for someone, right? Yeah. <laughs> who are we to say? Absolutely. If that's you're what, having and, and fun, that's it, that, go for it. Right. 
Right. That's the ultimate point, you know, in that way. Yours incorporates a certain amount of exercise into it uh, in that respect. Um, You know, so there's other factors that go in. But I love that, too. It's really great to lead people toward them also recognizing their own unique version of true play or true rest or or true work uh, because it's hugely powerful. When they, when they get to that place. And uh, a lot of times those natural inclinations, when you're younger, you were told, is wrong. Like you're not supposed to do that. Exactly. You know, you know okay. Exactly. Uh, so, well, and that's kind um, of about psychic development too, right? It's like that's why we're all psychic, but we're just told not to do that when we're kids. So now really psychic development is just like taking off all that goo that we've piled on of no, the should nots, right? <laughs> and then right. we have to you work hard for our money and we shouldn't play. Yeah. yeah. You're shitting all yeah. over yourself. Listen, I, I, I always give myself a PG-13 rating for that very reason. I have a, I still have my 30 years ago New York crudeness to me, and every once in a while something atrocious pours out of my mouth. And that's it, but I, I like that humor. Um, okay, so um, I've got one more question I want to ask, and then we're going to start taking some calls. Um, sure. I've already got some people jumping in for calls. 561, I'm referring to your area code. I'm going to get to you first because you are the most unbelievably patient human being who's been waiting since the beginning <laughs> of our show. So we're going to get to you in just about five minutes and then follow up with some of the other calls that are coming in. Uh, so my, my last kind of interview um, question at this point, uh, you know, uh, that I think is important is just as an overall message, Crystal, what do you think um, would be a good focus right now for people in general as we kind of begin this kind of transition process into uh, Aquarian energy in the next um, yeah. week or two, uh, that we're, there's some big changes astrologically coming. Um, and, yeah. and what is your take on that? What would, you know, what would be your, your larger general message maybe for people to focus on or to think about as we kind of begin this transition? Oh my gosh, I love that question. And I myself am so excited. I'm an Aquarius. I have been waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So I'm over here doing like little Aquarian weird dances because that's what we do. But, uh, and then thinking about a mile a minute about like what I am going to do. <laughs> so um, honestly, you know, and I think it's pretty simple, right? I think for. Well, I think there's, it's two ends to the sword, right? That's usually how everything is here on earth is that I know for a lot of people, it's hard to get excited, right? They may hear us and think like, oh, that does sound excited, exciting, but oh my gosh, like how do they know it's going to be great? Or like, what's that going to look like, you know, when I'm so, you know, stuck in what's happening right here? Like, you know, I mean, the world is kind of a mess right now, right? So how are we excited about something? Right. So there's always that two ends of it, right? So if you're in, you know, if you're thinking in terms like that, I totally get it, right? But remember that we're all just energy, right? And we can never be in one energy at any time for any given period of a long, extensive time, right? So that whole concept of like, oh, but how can you get excited because this is where we're at? Well, okay, honor that and then let it go and then allow yourself to be excited for the unknown, right? And then allow yourself to hop on over to that energy. And then I think it's pretty simple as far as And this is what I say a lot of the times within my practice is like, 
start to discover yourself, right? And I love your whole, you know, play, rest, and work, you know, whatever that is. But it's kind of simple. It's like if you're doing something and it drains you and you don't feel good doing it and, you know, it depresses you or you're, you know, you're hanging out with people or you're doing a job or you're hanging out with family and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so drained after that. Please do less of that, right? Please do less of that. And then, right, (laughs) right, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And then on the flip side, right, the double end of the sword is do the things that really allows your heart to sing, right? We all have those aspects. And just like you're talking about, like we've been programmed to sort of not play and that we have to work really hard, right? So I think we've lost like that playful, like Aquarians are super playful, right? Like, so we're really stepping into that playful energy, that joyful energy, that sort of, what I love about you, Jim, is like you really honor like the, um, you know, the differences of people, right? Like you, you're the first one to be like, Hey, I'm a weirdo. And like me, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a weirdo too. Right. Like we're all right. weirdos. Oh. We're all weirdos. The last right. Thing you we do all normal, are. Cool. Normal right. sucks. Oh my God. I mean, what is the right. point of that? <laughs> right. That's you know. totally right. And that's Aquarian energy too, right? Like we are attracted to anything different. So as we move into that, right, like we're, let's all embrace our weirdo, right? Let's all embrace, because the truth is that's our authentic self, right? So just allow your freak flag to fly, right? Allow you yourself to do the things that really sing to your soul. And because guess what? All of that like draining energy you've been feeling the past year where you've been feeling depressed or unmotivated, right. if you actually step into who you are and if that's a weirdo great if it's normal that's great too if you step into who you are you're not going to feel that unmotivated and you're not going to feel that drained right you're going to feel inspired and again it's not like you may have bouts of inspiration right you can't be inspired 24 hours a day right Right. but if you can be inspired for playing video poker five to six hours a day or i could go for a paddle for two hours a day that's enough inspiration for the day right that's that's enough but it's enough to feed your soul. So I think that's important, right? Is understanding, like, don't be hard on yourself if you're feeling this way or that way, because we're all just energy and we're all just moving through it. And like this too shall pass, right? So, and you can harness that like really fun, wacky energy that is Aquarius. Yeah. Great information. You know, I would, (laughs) I'll I'll just throw my, uh, I'll just throw my, my two cents in and the site, you know, Years ago, uh, there was a great metaphysical author I studied named Dick Susson, and he had what he called the 11 human rights. And I love love quoting this because it ties right into what you're saying here, too. And I always tell people, you have the right to change your mind and offer no reason or justification for why you changed your mind. And it's very freeing to tell people that. It's true because everyone, it's like, well, you you come every Sunday to, to mom's house and we have dinner and we, uh, you know, and then we go to church. And then after doing that for three years, you're like, I don't really want to do that anymore in that sense. I, maybe I'll do that every three months. And then how dare you change your mind? This is what you're supposed to do. You must not love your mother. You, you know, oh, God. You know what I mean? In that yeah. sense. Listen, you, 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 you were touching upon that. We're changeable human beings. We adapt. We change. We grow. What worked yesterday may not be what we want to do tomorrow. And people will often sort of try to guilt trap you into that. Or sometimes we guilt trap ourselves. Yes. Yes. And so let go of the guilt and shame, right? If there's any words of advice, let go of the guilt and shame, right? That we are our worst 
critics, right? And we shame ourselves so much. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Let it all go. Right. Right. (laughs) Let it all go. It doesn't matter. Every beat of your heart, you're changing. No explaining why you're evolving and why you're changing. (laughs) So, um, all right. Excellent. Excellent points. All right. I'm going to take my first caller here. Yeah. Five, six, one. I'm just going to put you on the line here in just a minute. Uh, let me tell uh, everybody else listening live, uh, the show will also go out, of course, into archive uh, if you want to catch the uh, parts of it that you missed. Um, if you'd like to uh, talk to Crystal for a few minutes, um, the guest call-in number here is 646-200-3966. Um, I'll, I'll get to as many callers as I can today. Uh, we've still got another half hour or so of the show. So let's first uh, get our, our most patient, persevering caller here, 561, Aww. on air. All right. 561, I'm calling you by your area code. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. What's your name? Hi. Hi, Stacy. Good. Hey, Stacy. Uh, Hi. Take over, Crystal. Uh, tell yeah, us what you want yeah. to talk about. All right. Hey, Stacy, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Do you have a question? I just want to know what you see the relationship is with my daughter, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, when I pull up um, the relationship between you and your daughter, it's interesting because I get a real mental energy about it. And whenever you see something like that, it's about, it's growing, right? It's growing, but there's also a lot of, um, when I say using mental energy, it means, well, obviously you're thinking a lot about it, right? You're thinking about, um, you know, thinking, I don't know, maybe things are changing, maybe things are growing, right? And that's a really good thing that, you know, just like Jim and I were talking about, right, that we're all energy, right? A mother, a daughter, like, you know, a lover, Mm -hmm. a boyfriend, a girlfriend, right? We're always and constantly changing. So it seems to be that there's, so are you thinking about something as far as is there something going on? Because I feel that you're using a lot of mental energy around it. Are you worried about her a little bit? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's your mental energy, right? And when I say that, it's the parts of us that sort of go round and round in our head, right? I kind of call it our hamster wheel, right? And within that hamster wheel, right, when we worry about someone, right, it's round and round and round. And then what happens is, is that there's no solution, right? Like that's the part of us where we don't really find solutions within that. So what I'm doing is I'm working with my guides and I work with this really great guide. My main guide, he's a healing master and his name is Sabu. So he's the one that always comes in into my healing sessions, which all of my readings are healing sessions. And he was really sweet. So essentially what he did was he put his finger on your hamster wheel, right? And where that's located is in like the back of your head, like sort of, you know, right above the base of your spine it's a, it's called the analyzer if you will so of course it's a metaphysical thing it's something energetic back there and it's called our analyzer so he essentially basically stopped his like put his finger on it and stopped that whole round and round and round okay So we're healing Mm -hmm. that aspect of you to where, um, because I feel that, I mean, obviously like when I look into this, like, um, you know, worry is, 
I don't want to say it's not beneficial, right? I mean, you're a mom. I mean, of course, like that's who you are, right? Moms just worry. <laughs> like You can't take the worriness out of a mom by any means. But when I ask for a percentage of like how beneficial this like worry energy is, I feel like it's a little bit over, right? It's like you are worrying more than maybe you. And I'm going to use the word should that we should that we've been saying we're not going to say all hour. But it feels like you're sort of like over worrying, if you will. Um, so let me put that because I feel that when I get a percentage, it's like 75% over worrying, if you will. So I want to ground that energy out, if you will. So we can mm-hmm. kind of release that, um, release that worry. When I ask for like a beneficial number of like where you should be at on the form of like mom worrying, <laughs> I actually get down to 35%. So that's a big decrease that we're going to try to get down to. And I feel that there's something within your, are you familiar with your chakra system at all? Yes. Okay, great. So your um, your your sacral chakra, that's your second, for those listeners out there, it's your second chakra, it's around your belly button area, and that holds a lot of our emotional space. So I feel that you're very emotionally worried about her as well. Um, and then also, this is where we hold our empathy, right? It's kind of, um, and you're a strong empath, right? And do you know what an empath is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you're one, right? You know what that is, because you already know that you're one. So yeah, and so you really are able to pull in her energy. So then that like really jumpstarts your worry as well. So really, the main healing is actually grounding a lot of that out. So you don't necessarily unnecessarily worry about her, right? Obviously, there's always going to be some form or another. And then let me send her a healing as well. Okay. Okay, yeah. And she's just in this like growth period right now. So I know you're really worried about her, but she's in this growth period. And, you know, I mean, we're all growing to some respect, right? But she feels a little bit farther away just because she's in this um, growth period, you know, energetically farther away. And what I'm getting is like, just sort of allow her to sort of, you know, fly her wings a little bit and pull your energy into. I hope that helps, Stacey. Yes, it does. Oh, good, good. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you. And thanks for being patient with us. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to put her on hold here. All right. And okay. Let me see if I'm doing this correctly. All right. Now let me see. Hold time. Okay. I think you might still be on. I got it. I'm going to, you'll still be on the show, but I'm going to cut you off. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, Yes, thanks for that call. Um, you know, I would add, and I think that was was, was yeah. excellent, uh, everything that you shared with her. But, you know, I'm going to throw my two cents in as, as yeah. usual. Uh, and that sense, and what, you know what I'm kind of hearing, and I, I think this will kind of fit, I feel like there's such a strong caring energy coming from her mm-hmm. about this. And what I would, I would say would also help to, to release some of that is some of your own concern about whether you're a good enough mother, whether you had done that well. I feel like there's a little bit of an inflection that's happening about kind of rehashing um, maybe theoretical mistakes that you've made along the way that could be contributing to where some worry comes from. That's really common for people that are very caring and loving, as I feel this caller really, really was. And I would just throw one more thing into the mix. I found in life that, 90, about 95% of the things we worry about never actually happen. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, or if they do, they actually can almost be a good thing. Like if you're worrying about her making bad relationship choices or bad decisions, like sometimes the dopey path that she's on actually eventually leads her to the smart one. <laughs> and it always sense, does. I think, yeah. Yeah. We sometimes forget, like I always, I love to say, we forget when we're a little bit older that part of being like 20 years old or being younger is also partly doing dumb things um, mm-hmm. accordingly. Uh, but they rebound. Yeah. They they learn from it. We we forget that when we get older, we become a lot more Saturnian in tone. We're a little more frugal and smarter about what we ultimately do. And um, I think you know you can kind of relax a little on yourself in that way because uh, I I think you are doing a good job. Um, I and, agree. And, and give yourself that credit. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Good. So excellent. You know, thank you. Thank you for that call. Um, okay. So uh, we, we've got a little bit more time here so I can take a few more callers. If you want to talk to Crystal, the call in number is 646 uh, We'll be able to take uh, probably a couple more calls in before we finish up shortly. Um, I had a few people jump in and out and they got impatient. That's why we give incredible credit <laughs> to our patient person who stayed as long as she, as she did. <laughs> and held. I get that Less a lot. People will jump in and out. They'll wait five minutes and then they're done. You know what I mean? Uh, accordingly. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see if we have some more callers. So um, yeah. let's kind of, let's, you know, in the meantime, um, you know, what, uh, what are you working on now? Um, Crystal, what is, mm-hmm. uh, as you've kind of progressed through 2020, in the last couple of years, you know, where has, I will humorously say, where is that negativity or the test, let's put it that way, of 2020 led you in oh my terms gosh. of what you're, you're working on now? Yeah. Oh, I love how you phrased that, right? I mean, this year just goes down in the books, I think, for everyone. It's just so, and really, you know, as we're coming to a close, what I'm finding, because we always learn through ourselves, right, where we're experiencing along with everyone else, and there's always like that I'm always in awe that there's like this greater collective theme, right? It's like our stories might be different and our, you know, actual physical experiences might be different, but it seems like their overall lesson, you know, is always pretty much almost in the collective, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, And I think that this year has really been about like letting go, right? I mean, obviously like letting go of so much, but almost the things that we were, I really think like letting go of physical, do you know what I mean? Like I feel that, you know, for myself included, like there's been a shift in geography, there's been a shift in my home environment, you know, there's been, and a lot of my students and clients are the same way, right? Whatever we were really holding onto in the physical, right? Really holding onto tight, that it's almost like, oh no, you're going to, you're learning to let go of that. (laughs) And you're going to learn to be, even though it's really uncomfortable, right? And we could be like, you know, in, in a lot of discomfort. And then we sort of realize like, no, I don't want to let that go. I don't want to let it go. And then you actually let it go. And you're like, oh, oh, wait a sec. Oh, I have a little bit more room. <laughs> oh, oh okay. right. this means I could be a little bit more fluid. Oh, okay. All that fussiness I was feeling. Okay. I get it. But now, okay, this is different, but I do feel a little bit lighter. Right. So have you been feeling that this past year as well? As yeah. Your clients you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I guess I, I maybe I view some of it through astrological terms, but because the mm-hmm. energy of Capricorn 
um, that we've been through in the last um, year or so is is heavier to me in a way. Um, mm-hmm. What it's also done in a positive sense is, and I, I keep kind of reminding my clients of this too, um, one, you know, you begin to understand this as you get older, the line, consider the uses of adversity, meaning yeah. there's value in it if you begin to not, always, not keep bucking up against what the limitations were and see where they necessarily take you. So, um, I, you know, for, for a lot of people who have struggled in 2020 for a lot of different reasons, um, you know, I remember back in 2008, 2009, when we went through the housing crisis and the economic mm-hmm. um, difficulties that occurred back then, um, that mm-hmm. was really tough for me personally. That was some really like that without getting into all the detail. I went through some very, very yeah. heavy financial practical tests at the time and even bordering mm-hmm. on a little terror that, that had come up. Yeah. But what was good about it, weirdly enough, was it increased my faith as I figured out solutions to getting through it. And it did two things that I always sort of humorously joke about, like looking back on it now, trust me, it sucked. But looking back on yeah. it at the time, I think like that one, I remember making a decision at that time that I would never go through something like this again, period. That was mm-hmm. it. This was my difficult time. I was going to learn from it and I would never have around two around this at all. And that was huge right. because as much as people are going through, I've had some tests financially and practically myself this year, but overall I'm actually sure. doing well. It's mm-hmm. like because of that decisiveness that sprung out of that difficulty. The other thing that I, that I, I often sort of bring up, and this is a good you know, focal point for a lot of people, is the good thing about difficulty is you're either going to get phobic and fearful that more bad stuff is you're going to come away or you turn into what I love to call a badass. Yes. Which is like, throw it at me, universe, because I am not falling. I am not interested in, Boom. This, in that way. Yeah. You, you cannot knock me down. I had, um, I had some real issues with health issues back in early 2019, and I'm someone that rarely ever mm-hmm. gets sick. And there was some yeah. very difficult tests in that time. And I okay. remember... So, like, when COVID came along and everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm afraid and I'm fearful. And I was like, you know what? I went through crap in 2019. I am not interested in any way in this nonsense right now. And that says I'm going to have empathy for everyone going through it and and their own reasons and their own struggle behind it. But it's not going to hit Jim Ventura because I did my health thing. I'm not going to be – it's not my nature to be sick all the time. I get sick. I find a way to heal. I learned how to heal the illness. I used acupuncture and herbs and I changed beliefs and the illness healed. And now I get to be a teacher and teach other people how to do it. Exactly. Value. That's it, right? That's it. So mm-hmm. That's a that's good thing it. to remember yeah. about 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that so astrologically, you... Jim. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, what do you, you know, What's your take on the, the, the move into the Aquarian energy that, that's coming into play? I mean, and this is all, for all the listeners here, um, Saturn and Jupiter move into Aquarius in the next week or two. Um, this is a big, this is sort of a theoretical, uh, we can all go singing this in the background, uh, the Age of Aquarius uh, yeah. song. Uh, it kind of is. This is the mm-hmm. actual you know, technical 
energetic push uh, somewhat into this age of Aquarius. So, you know, I'd like your kind of take on that, if you would, um, kind of yeah. what you might see ahead. Yeah. Um, so I'm singing it too. <laughs> so I'm super yeah. excited. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, when I, of course, you know, I'm not an astrologer like you, right? So you have, you know, so many tools to plug into it on your side. So I'm super excited to hear about that too. So what I do, of course, is plug into the energy of it, right? right. Which most often, right, is like you and I would probably talk about it and be like, oh my God, that's what I'm feeling too, or that's what I see too, right? And it usually goes in alignment. Um, I think a huge theme is really that switch over from the patriarch to the matriarch, right? The divine masculine over to the divine feminine. I feel like energetically, that's going to be one of our major, major, major pushes, right? Sort of crossovers, if you will, right? Sort of turning, you know, the dog over on its belly. It's like, here we are, like over here into the divine feminine. And it's not going to happen like instantly, right? To where it's like, you know, we could talk about it and then it happens, right? And we instantly with a snap of a finger, we feel it, but we're already getting there, right? It's been, you know, a big lead up to this to where, and for those of you that are listening, right, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like, oh, you know, women rule the world. I mean, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, whatever. (laughs) I mean, I've been having dreams about Kamala Harris, you know, and holding her suits for some reason. But anyways, um, you know, (laughs) but you know, it's really about that right brain information, right? Like, I mean, the feminine, right? We all have the divine feminine masculine within us, right? And so, so I, right, I'm in my 40s, right, and I have lived in a masculine world, right? And so being the intuitive that I am, you know, and everything that we spoke about earlier, so what did I do? I, you know, sort of emulated, right, and, and drove more masculine energy within myself, right, to sort of, you know, get through right. a masculine world, right? That's what I had to do. So now I really believe that we're shifting over into this feminine so it doesn't mean that, you know, we're all just going to, you know, you, you know, it means that it's a softer side, right? Like feminine energy right. is quicker, right? It's quicker. It's very, it's a lot of mental too. It's a lot of like intuition, but it's also, you know, very soft and it's beautiful and it's nurturing too, right? I feel like it's a much softer time, but it's also really playful, right? Like, and there's also very something like seductive about it too, right? And sort of tantalizing too, but also I think more importantly is it's creative energy, right? Like right. women, you know, divine feminine energy are, you know, the, the creators of all, right? And so I think that's the exciting thing to hold on to for a lot of people to think about. Like maybe you've been feeling a little bit stuck because I know a lot of my clients have been feeling this way, like a little bit stuck and almost sort of in, you know, like in quicksand or something, right? Like, oh, I can't really get through you know, my creativity, I used to be creative and like now nothing's really coming through. I keep saying like, hold on, right? This is sort of an incubation period, like hold on because we're really moving into a much more creative energy. That's, that's what I'm feeling energetically. Is that kind of, is that in alignment with what you're, you're yeah. over there in the you astrology know, world? Very much so. Um, you know, to me, I, I've always sort of felt, you know, as a male, that what I find in society is that people are generally um, fearful of feminine energy. Um, A lot of it is, is sort of projection. Um, I've often joked like, you know, even a couple of years ago when there was all kind of issues about, um, you know, transgender people, what if they go into a bathroom and, 
you know, what if a man dressed as a woman Nelly. goes into a bathroom and everyone's getting all nervous ah. about it and we got to protect women and we got to, you know what I mean? And I always say the same thing ever so humorously. Two points. One, um, women are pretty capable of protecting themselves uh, to begin mm-hmm. with, by the way. That's point one. Point two is the transgender person is more worried about, you know, them getting, you know, their ass kicked in that sense. Exactly. You know, uh, and doing anything necessarily perverted. And two, it's male projection, which is this idea yes. that, like, they think that women are having, like, topless pillow fights in bathrooms or something, <laughs> and that this guy's stuck in <laughs> this guy's stuck into watching. Like, women are basically using the bathroom, fixing their makeup, washing their hands, you know, talking for a few minutes to getting out of there. There's nothing magical about it. And I joke about no! that because it's such a funny example of this fear of the feminine that you saw yeah. back in the Middle Ages and during the witch trials and things of that nature. It was just this terror about female energy in general and what it is and what it does. But, you know, you're absolutely right. It's gentler. Um, mm-hmm. It has a different type of a vibe about it. To me, feminine energy in that respect is less angry. Yes. Um, and that's what we kind of need, you know, across yes. the board. It's a a little less anger and being pissed off at everybody. And so what you're going to see society-wise, astrologically, is you're going to see more women positions of power um, as the culture begins to take on, you know, what would it be like if women had one equal power, if not, right. you know, maybe even theoretically a little bit more, what would happen if we tried it this way? Yeah. And it's baby steps, right? I mean, this is something where, yeah. you know, we're moving into, right? Nothing really happens overnight. And no. a lot has to happen to get ready for this, right? And people have to step away from that fear, right? And I think a lot of it is women are powerful. You know, like you were talking right. about that badass warrior energy. Women really hold a lot of warrior energy within them. It's just, it's been covered, Right. We've had to sort of, you know, hide it within ourselves because, um, you know, as a woman, we it's part it's been part of my conditioning is to hold your tongue. Right. Hold your tongue. Don't, you know, show your power. You know, the moment you overpower a man, you know, in speech or in mentality, you know, I mean, it's like you know, you get 10 lashes or something like that, right? So there's a major deprogramming going on for both sides, I believe, and like really stepping into, I think a lot of women have had to move into the role of not being afraid to speak up, right? And we've seen that like over the last, you know, five years with the Me Too clause and all of that, right? It's like, you know, coming out. But I think that there's a lot of the male energy is uh, in fear of the power, right? Of, and listen, we're just talking about equality, right? I and mean, I'm not talking about like male and female equality. Of right, course we right. want that. But we're talking about a balance, right? We're all just carrying this balance forward. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know, right, it's 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 a fear it's gonna be some Amazonian world where men are subdued <laughs> in, in some way. <laughs> you know, well it's the same right. listen, I, I'm I'm old enough to remember when there was a big to do about interracial marriage. Um, when that was a a taboo subject. And what I always observe, being the weirdo that I am, and I will throw this out in such a loving way to all our old soul, mature soul 
client listeners who are into it. You know, you always think that you're a weirdo that you think this way, and then you realize that maybe not only are you not a weirdo, but you're actually brilliant. And yeah. my take on that is a perfect example of is I always remember people like, oh, you, racists shouldn't intermix this way, and it's bad, and it's confusing. And, and all I would think to myself when everybody was saying that is I'd always look at the kids that were the product of interracial dating, and they're all gorgeous. Most beautiful. The most beautiful. Physically. Come on, man. You know, Absolutely so I was always stunning. Like, you keep saying it's bad. Right. <laughs> but genetically, it would produce like a superior, like kind of a mix right. in that way. And so I was always like kind of scandalized by that idea sense. that it was negative. Because yeah. it made no logical sense to me in any way. And also biologically, it is um, healthy genetically and, and in other ways, obviously, of course, to do this. Um, you know, yeah. so it's the same dynamic to me. People get fearful mm-hmm. about what they don't know. And then as we sort of transition into it, they eventually get used to it. And, and I, I've used that the transgender element, you know, people were so outraged about this years ago and still are. And all I can think to myself is who cares? Like, I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me in that way. If, if, uh, if a person, you know, uh, is, feels they're in the wrong body and they want to make that transition when they're, they're old enough to make those decisions accordingly, like, like that doesn't affect me in the slightest. I know. Um, yeah, how does it affect us? I, exactly. Right. It doesn't, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, there, there's some, um, there's some politician who is a, a, a transgender man who, who transitioned into mm-hmm. a woman, but like in his like forties or fifties. And he mm-hmm. said something very funny. I don't know which state it's in. He's a, He's a rep in, in some, uh, probably Vermont or a uh, New England state. Mm-hmm. And he right. said something very funny. He said that only when he became a woman did he realize how often MedSense would just say to women, just smile, honey. Oh, yeah. And like that was supposed to light women up just because a man said mm-hmm. to you that you should just smile, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, mm-hmm. and I just laughed myself because I thought the only person that would know that would be a woman. Right, 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 exactly, no, right. A man would never it figure that. No one ever says to me, no one ever says to me, just <laughs> smile, honey. <laughs> you know, be like, but oh, being a woman, we get that all the time. Yeah, yes. yeah. And that's supposed it's to make ridiculous. you feel all delighted. And, oh, he's right. You know, I'm, my mom is struggling with cancer and things going bad right now. But a man on Subway told me to smile, so everything's <laughs> good, man. Smile. Come on, shut up. <laughs> If that was so, the cure for everything, hey, just smile. Hey, Don't worry about it. Yes, that's the cure. But, you know, that's the but cure. how else, again, would you not know that unless society took this on as its lesson yeah. and as its experience? A lot of people are fearful about the election, and, and everyone's got a political posture. And I'm always like, you know, I had said to a, a client today who's a, you know, a, a really hardcore Trump supporter, and she's fearful yeah. about the transition. And I said, listen, mm-hmm. do you believe that Trump was meant to be elected when he was? And she said, absolutely. So you don't think that Biden is meant to be elected right now? Yeah. That's it. Relax. It's that's purposeful. it. That's, that's it. That's it. Right? Stop it. You know, let me take a chill pill. <laughs> You're projecting all this fear outward in that way. So, yeah, I, I, I think um, I'm excited as you are about the Aquarian energy because, listen, I love my Capricorns, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I, Capricorns have done well, wonderfully during 2020 because <laughs> they already know how yes. to do this stuff. The rest of us are having yes. a stroke. 
you know, during this energy. <laughs> we don't know what to do with it. It just manifests as fear, you know? Yes. So, and that's the thing, right? And I love what you were talking about fear, right? And the thing is about fear is the only time we really experience fear is when we project into the future, right? Or we project out of present longer, time. Then that trigger, yeah. That's it. Keep going. Yeah. 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 So that's it. Right. That's fear does not exist in this time. Right. So and that's a hard thing to train ourselves. Right. But fear is only when we project. Right. So like your client project, you know, fearful about Biden, it's because she's going out of present time. Right. And like thinking about what could happen. And it's the same thing about what you're talking about with worry. Right. Fear, <laughs> it's not going to be a big deal when it happens, right? But we allow ourselves to get on that hamster wheel of it. I think that's a huge lesson yeah. for people, right? It's sort of Absolutely. reeling that in. It's, you know, I, I was just, I don't know much about the, the un- incoming president, and I watched a documentary, and all I thought to myself is, you know, he seems like a guy that's been through some difficult stuff. He seems very yeah. empathic. He seems like he's been training for this his entire long-ass lifetime in that sense. And I actually don't really get any negative feed from that. I've been studying human nature all my life. I don't feel that. I feel this is someone, you know, that this is what the country is calling for now. Um, And he's a little bit milk toast. And I think it's because the country is craving milk toast. That's all. I mean, we've had a very theatrical last couple of years. (laughs) So it's just a different vibe coming in across the board and and i wish everyone would just kind of recognize the need to to stop worrying so much it it does not you know does not feed things in a good way um to be essentially worried so that being said let's um we're going to be finishing up here in a few minutes so crystal i would like you to give um let 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 let's let, let our reader our reader sorry our listeners both live and in archive. How can they get hold of you? Um, what type of things do you offer? And uh, yeah. and, and take a couple of minutes to kind of uh, tell us what you're, what, where, how, to, how to reach you. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, I would love to connect with anyone throughout time and space, right? That's the cool thing about radio shows and podcasts, right? It's like even live, if you didn't catch us, right? These are out there in the archives for whoever and whenever. So that's super cool. So my name is Crystal Heineman, and my website is thepsychicsoul.com. So that's super easy. So all of my services are on my website out there. So I work with clients one-on-one, and that's in um, my psychic and energy healing um, sessions. But also I do um, private trainings as far as like mentorship, you know, anyone that's wanting to evolve, you know, and grow or be like, what the hell's going on? I need tools, (laughs) right? So, I mean, that I'm there for that too. And then I also help out spiritual-based businesses too in a a mentorship on something like that. Um, And then I also have online courses for psychic and metaphysical development, which is totally like my jam. Like I love that so much. So you can um, pop on over there and so if you're really looking for energy tools are you looking you know to 
you know, expand yourself, if you're looking to just sort of, you know, I always say just move from dis-ease to ease, right? It's like, that's really what it is, like kind of the tools that, right? Like that's the tools that you and I are talking about, right? Like the simple thing that fear exists out of present time, right? So, so then maybe you're thinking, well, how do I remain in present time? So how do I do that, right? And something that's easy for Jim and I, because we've been doing it for so long, but for a lot of you, it may be like, okay, that sounds good, but how do I do that? Right. So then I have online courses that are super simple that actually says, hey, this is actually what you do. (laughs) Like, this is it. So you can find that, of course, over there. And then um, for free, I have my YouTube channel, which is The Psychic Soul. And I offer lunar meditations. So I do new moon. I do full moon. I do, you know, the... um, uh, equinoxes and solstices. I do free meditations over there. I've got a really, really high vibe tribe over there. Oh my gosh, they're so amazing. And just like you, Jim, it's like my clients are amazing. My students are amazing. You know, like my listeners are amazing. And I think it's like what you kind of call in, right? So I'm super, super blessed. So there's a lot of like free options out there. And then there's, of course, you know, a lot of um, opportunity to work with me in whatever capacity. So pretty much just a psychic soul on on across the board (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah uh absolutely encourage people to to check it out because you you're doing something um i'm going to point out something to finish this off with i did not think you were in your 40s uh i thought you were younger than that you're so and, sweet (laughs) and this coming from someone who just turned 56 and the same dynamic. <laughs> People are always like, how in the world are you 56 years old? And I said, let me explain it to you. <laughs> I'll give you the quick <laughs> summation. One, I sleep a lot, meaning I yes. take naps and I meditate mm-hmm. and I sleep well. And when you're sleeping, you do not age at the same rate that other people do. It's much slower aging when you're unconscious. So I highly recommend it. Um, the other thing I love is, sleeping. you know, yeah, it, because this stuff works. How do I put it any more simply? <laughs> it works. It is a value when you're intuitive and you're spiritual and you eat healthy and you focus on the positive. Yeah. It will decrease the way that you age and you will look younger and you will feel better. Yeah. And it will affect people accordingly. So, you know, to me, gone are the days when you went to the old psychic woman who was like decrepit and could barely hold herself up, but she was full of intuitive knowledge. And listen, that's awesome too, but we're living a much right. more cockier world right now where your psychic <laughs> could paddle for four hours out on the sea or, or do like Jim Ventura does and lift like a, you know, I always joke about having, I, I got the, I got the, the body of a boxer because I physically made that happen. <laughs> because yes! it we can you, do anything. It keeps you. Of course, man. Just using my male energy that way in a positive sense and my female energy to be intuitive and creative. Beautiful combination. So, awesome. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you, you know, and that's just about like, however you want to take care of yourself, right? I mean, I found my way, you found your way, and everyone else is going to find their own way, right? So, so yeah, and I am in my mid 40s. So, so, so thank you, Jim. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're all, we're all a bunch of weirdos in this day and age. We're we're aging differently. We we allow ourselves to, and let there's nothing wrong with aging. I mean, you know what I mean? It's a, it's no. a beautiful thing. I would say, when it's time for me to leave this world, I'm out. 
you know, but I always, that's it. my joke is I always say I'm Taurus rising astrologically. So as long as I still have cake and coffee and tea and cigars <laughs> and naps, I I ain't going anywhere yet. It's still, the world is still a tad too tasty for me to get the hell out of here right now. I ain't done. You know what I mean? I'll be that oh 96. I'll be like, all right, enough. I'm out. You know, so think of it differently. But um, all right. Excellent. Crystal, awesome. thank you for your thank time you. today. Um, it was wonderful. So much fun. And uh, wishing you a, uh, you know, a uh, Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate and uh, a beautiful yeah. start to uh, 2021. Thank you so much, Jim. I am just so grateful. And it's always just so wonderful to spend time with you. And it's been a year since we did that on our, uh, my summit last year. So I'll get that together again so we could spend some more time together and do that. So I just really appreciate the opportunity. And thanks, everyone. Yes. Thanks for having yeah. me. All right. Excellent. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a great Thanks, day. Jim. Have a great one. Okay. Talk to you soon. You Bye. Bye-bye.